Welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward, and I am your esteemed host. I'm so honored to be with you today. But first, a word of caution. I expect that this episode will go into the E category in podcast, aka explicit. Why? Well, the book title will tell you a little bit more of our guest, but we just let loose. It's going to be a lot of fun. My guest today is Julie Brown. She's a sought-after speaker, networking expert, my people. She's a business strategist, author of This Shit Works, a no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and more success. It's a book dedicated to making networking easy, accessible, and even fun. And she's also the host of the This Shit Works podcast. I'm going to dig into networking and we are going to have a fantastic conversation about networking and referrals. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Julie Brown. How hey. are you? So listen, uh, I think people's speakers might explode today with networking yeah, right. and referral conversations. Especially with this coming at them. It's a hard thing to believe that there's two networking and referral experts in Massachusetts alone. Yeah. Much less the entire world. I mean, there's a bunch of people. But if they're not my people, if they're not my customer, they're definitely your customer. So in 30 seconds or less, tell everybody who you are, what you do. I am Julie Brown. I'm a networking and business development strategist. I also, which you said in the intro, I am the author of This Shit Works, Networking Your Way to More Friends, More Adventures, and More Success, and the host of the This Shit Works podcast. And like you, Matt, I am also a professional speaker. Bam! Before COVID, traveling around the country, giving keynotes on the power of relationship building and talking to strangers. Now I do that right here. Yeah, right here in front of these lame microphones. And that ring light. And ring lights and <laughs> whiteboards and bookshelves and uh, peel and stick wallpaper, which is what I have on the background of this office. You know, look, so here's the thing. Um, we're breaking the mold on this podcast episode. Normally I dig into the growth of a business of some of our guests and, and how they use networking and referrals to grow their business. But this, this episode is all about networking and referrals. Mm -hmm. What I'd love to do is share with the audience listening on their favorite podcast platform or even watching on YouTube, um, show them the different strategies that we've used, that we've unpacked over our time, how we are similar thinking, but also how we differ. Because I think that there's there's great um, knowledge and understanding in the conflict around networking and referrals. Do it this way, no, do it this way, no, do it this way. At the end of the day, you gotta do what works for you, right? There's a lot of right ways to do it. You know, people always ask me, 
what is what is the one way for me to get leads or referrals? And I'm like, do you think there's one silver bullet to getting referrals and, and, and clients? Like, you're being way too narrow. There's so many ways to do it. And you have to do all of those ways consistently. Define consistently. Oh, well, um, I guess I would say that I talk to someone in my network, whether that be a contemporary or a past colleague or a, an existing client or a past client. I talk to at least two of those people every single day. Like there's no day that goes by that I'm not somehow interacting touching, fondling. Um, <laughs> I call, no, but listen, I call them touch points. I yeah. like in my business, I call them trigger points and touch points, right? Yeah. Trigger points are the things that happen that produce a touch point. The thing in your business or process that happens in a way yeah. that forces you to reach out and touch someone like ET or reminds you to, you know, yeah, it's reminds a reminder you. to do it. And there's lots of ways to do that. You can, we all, you know, know what CRMs are and we could use our CRM as a way to remind us every day to reach out to people, or it could be more organic. It could mm -hmm. be, you see something and it reminds you of someone or you hear something that reminds you of someone and, and using that as a very sort of serendipitous organic way to say, Hey, I was thinking about you today. Those okay. words are the most important words when in networking, I was thinking about you. Like people love that. They love to think that they were, that they were, they are important and that you were thinking about. Them. Right. So, um, Joe business owner, Sally business owner comes to you today. They reach out to you. They say, Hey, you know, I read your book and, and, uh, I'm just wondering, you know, I'm a graphic designer mm -hmm. and I'm not really doing any reach out. I'm not really doing any networking. I'm not really, I'm just kind of in my cave designing. Mm -hmm. Uh, how do I get started? Well, this is a great question because I work with designers a lot in the sense of I'm very, very well known in the architecture, engineering and construction industry. It's sort of where I grew up. My husband's an architect. He owns his own firm. So I understand that design mentality of I'm really good at design, whatever that design is, whether it's graphic design or designing homes. I'm really good at this. This is where I'm comfortable. I'm heads down doing what I'm really good at. The problem is like unless people know who you are, they can't refer work to you. And so where we start is thinking about what is the existing network I already have? Everybody always ha already has an existing well, network. Well, I don't have a network. You do. You do. You have. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have, have a network. You have family. You don't have any friends. Mm. So I always say start immediate. Start, start with your family, your friends, your friends of your family, where you went to college. Are there any alumni groups that are available to you? The power of commonality, which is why alumni groups work, um, is really powerful. Like that shared experience of going mm -hmm. to the same college. Like, so tap into your alumni group. Like, start with the with things that are close to you. Like, is there a chamber of commerce around you? I know that Matt, you have a networking group. Is yeah. Networking group so, Julie, this is the thing. Like, I bet, I imagine I, that's why I challenged you on that because that's what I get, and I know you get it too, right? Yeah. Is no, that people is constantly thinking that they don't have a network when they really do have a network? You have to redefine the word network. Your network is anybody in and around you who is invested in your success, who you have a relationship with. Is your mom in your network? Damn straight, your mom's in your network. Like, is she invested in your success? Do you have a relationship with her? Yes. 
like and people who are this is a this is a great thing too no not everybody has a (laughs) not everybody has a great mom okay whatever you know but this is also people don't think about their spouses your yeah so warren buffett wrote an article a number of years ago said the number one the the thing that the the most the most successful people in the world have in common is they have a, a spouse or a life partner who is invested in their success. So look at yeah. the person that you're with. That person, like my husband, I can't be as successful without him being invested in my success. He cannot be as successful as he is without me being invested in his success. And being invested in somebody's success takes on a lot of different, like there's a lot of different ways to do that. But for us, it's not just, I'm his sounding board, I help him, I but I make sure that I, in my life, allow him to ha- have the space to do the mm-hmm. things he needs to do to be successful. And he does that with that with me as well. So like your, your husband, your wife, your, your life partner, they're part of your network. They're a pivotal part of your network. So you have to redefine what network is. It's anybody who have a relationship with you. And, and I love that. I, I even take it a step uh, further. I love, I love how you say it's anybody that you have a relationship with who's invested in you. Um, but interestingly enough, I think that's where some people will get the roadblock because they don't think that someone is invested in them. So I just like to say, these are your contacts, mm-hmm. right? And it's up to you to engage the contact, to get them to the point where they're invested in you and they get invested in you because you're invested in them. Exactly. So if you think I'm not getting anything out of my network, you really need to look at yourself and say, when was the last time I did anything for anybody in my network? Uh, I wrote a whole book about that, right? And and the number one thing I hear about networking groups and why they're not working, I say, well, why? You're leaving your networking group? Yeah, it's not working for me. Why not? Well, I'm not getting referrals. Well, why is that? Well, they're not giving me referrals. And so then I say, whose fault is that? Right. It is always the fault of the person who's in the seat, the, per- the person who receives the referrals, because they're not doing the work necessary. They're not talking about the right things, not building the right relationships. And this goes all the way back. The thing you have to think about about your network, folks, is that it's out there. It's up to you to tap into that, to engage with that network, to engage with those contacts and get them to engage back with you. They are primed and ready. It's just up to you. You have to turn the faucet on. You can't clean your hands and take a shower until you actually turn the faucet on. So here's the thing. And statistically, we all know the line that people do business with and refer business to people they know, like, and trust. And care about. Thank you. I just added that. And care well. I mean, if you know them, you like yeah. them, you trust them. Inevitably, you're going to have you. You are. Going you got to care about them, right? But statistically, it doesn't matter that they know, like, and trust you. Statistically, they have to have more than five interactions with you, more than five quality interactions with you before a person will determine whether or not you are somebody that they would refer or you are somebody that they would work. with. So, Julie, why do people get so pissed off when they come into these networking groups or they show up to these Zoom calls and they try and sell people or pitch people or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they're not getting anything in return? Why are they? They clearly don't understand that interaction process. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. You can't bully someone into working with you. You can't bully someone into hiring or guilt them. Or guilt them. It just doesn't work that way. Hey, networking group. I haven't gotten any referrals in the last mm-hmm. four weeks. 
just wondering, you know, I'm looking for XYZ this week. Maybe I could get some work. That's begging. That's desperation. Yeah. Nobody has trust in you. They don't have confidence that you're going to deliver the work. Stop yeah. that it, shit I mean, now. There's more to this. This is like an onion. There's layers to it. There's like, there is the psychology of why people buy things or why people work with other people layered on top of this, you know, re relationship building thing. But I mean, the truth is each relationship is going to evolve at its own pace. And I use, this is what I use when I give speeches. The, this is the, what I normally talk about. So here in the Northeast in May, I start my garden. And I'm putting in all the, like the the shrimp shit manure and everything, like getting that getting that um <laughs> dirt real nice. And I plant everything at the same time. I plant my radishes at the same time as I plant my cucumbers, as I plant my tomatoes. Well, guess what? I treat them all the same. I love them all the same. I give them as much sunshine and water as every all the seeds get the same sunshine. But my radishes, I'm ready to pick them in two weeks. Now, I don't pick them in two weeks and then walk over to the tomato plant and put it in its face and say, what, a, what about this, you piece of shit tomato? Like, why haven't you grown yet? Well, because you want to know why? Because it's going to take 95 days for me to get a tomato. Because you know what? That's what tomatoes do. Tomatoes going to tomato, okay? And the tomatoes going to tomato. You cannot. It's the quote of the day. <laughs> you cannot rush the process, somebody else's process of getting to know, like, trust. So when you do that, when you are rushing the process, you are keeping score. And you can't keep score when you're building a relationship because you're not building that relationship with integrity and honesty and for the right reasons. What's the story with the keeping score? Is it, is it, is it really I mean, just- so up in this like tit for tat, quid pro quo, like you rub The my trophy generation? Like, I know, I think it is even before that. I think mm -hmm. it's a very much tit for tat, quid pro quo. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Like, and that's not always the way it works. Like, yeah. sometimes you have to give more to get more down the road. Sometimes you, know? you have to give more to get something. Yeah. And be okay with that. Exactly. Sometimes you have to give a lot to get nothing but access through the pearly gates, right? Nice. So sometimes you, th this book that's behind me, the orange books are Keith Ferrazzi's Never Eat Alone. And I took away from that, the <laughs> idea that you would give without the expectation of getting anything in return. Why do you think I do a podcast? I don't me sell too. anything on this podcast. I'm giving out content all the time. Well, you know what, Matt? When we give away really good content, I have a weekly podcast. When I give, and I have a YouTube channel, and when I give away that much content, you know what people say? I wonder what she does when we pay her. Mm -hmm. Like, that is why, like, I have gotten so many clients from my podcast, speaking engagements. Also, I've gotten a lot of press because. Number one, okay, you can't just make, let's just talk about this for a second. Let's just sidebar and say you can't just start creating content for content's sake. Like, right. you can't be like, oh, I'm going to have a podcast because then I'll get more clients, more people. Like, you have to have really good content. And in order to create really good content, it takes time and you have to care about what you're talking about. Right. Because if you're just creating content, like shitty content, like, number one, no one's going to pay attention to it. And number two, like, that's really bad for your image. You're like creating shitty content. Right. And I, I love, you know, you mentioned something there, too, that I think is purposeful and important in networking and referrals, which is you have to 
execute on what you do and produce content, produce, you know, expunge, expel your knowledge in a caring way. You have to care about what you're doing so much so that people know that you're passionate about it. Because if you're just kind of easing through, we've all been in networking groups where the printer has their sales rep in there and the guy can barely keep his eyes open. Right. And he's just not engaged. He just doesn't care. He's just another employee making whatever money he can coasting by to get through a time. I'll never forget when I had my agency, I had one of my sales reps actually say to me, hey, I know you guys are making some changes here. Do you think you could just find a spot to park me in for another six months until you figure it out? And we were like, dude, this is not a parking lot. This is a racetrack like we're going. And you're either coming along or you're getting out. And you just can't have, you can't be apathetic Mm -hmm. about what you do. You have to care so much that you do it for free. And you know, here's the thing. I think this is very important because I went to an event, one of the first live events I've gone to in a very long time in my industry last week. And a gentleman in my network came up to me And he said, I feel like I talk to you every day. I have not seen this man since before COVID started. So over 18, 19 months. But because I am consistently putting out content, written, video, and in in, um, audio, obviously the podcast, because I'm putting out, consistently putting out content in my own voice. You have to find out what your voice is. In my own voice that every week he feels like he's talking to me because like he's hearing my voice and he's seeing my face and he's hearing the words that I would say if we were in a conversation together. Like that's part of my networking, the the content, my, my personal brand and how much content I deliver to my network is part of my networking so that my network feels like they're never far away from me. They always are hearing from me. Yeah. That's so, that's so engaging. And so here's the thing about that. I talk about this, um in the nurturing process of getting referrals is that if you educate your partners that they're going to refer you the more content you're putting out you're educating your partners now they're trusting you more they've got that greater than five interaction at that point mm-hmm. they're they know that you're constantly there and present you're engaged in your business you're active you're not taking a hiatus right you, you didn't you know fall off on during the pandemic and so I think that that's one reason why I produce the videos I produce every single week. They're great little tip videos. People, the number one response I get is, I love how short they are. Yes. Right? And this, is, this podcast is much more long-form content. <laughs> um, but the three to five minute video is, is powerful. And it's just one tip that they can implement that week. And I think that keeps people engaged. And that's what they tell me that they love. That doesn't, some people ask me, well, does that work? Does that get you business? Well, I, I don't know if it gets me business per se. It certainly gets me credibility, it's which cre- gets me business. This is what it is. It's layers of credibility. So here's the thing. Like if you are, we're all, whatever you do, I'm sure you went through a process to become who you are. You went to school, you either got a- yeah, That a, tomato a, grew, didn't it? You got a bachelor's or a master's degree. Like by the time you graduated, you're not a dumb. There's no dummies here. I like to say like by the time we're doing what we're doing, we're very good at our jobs. 
congratulations. So is everybody else. Mm -hmm. So now what are you going to do to, to differentiate yourself from everybody else who's really good at the job? And the way you're going to do that is by building relationships and, and having these layers of credibility, which is how can you disseminate what information about what you're really good at? How can you disseminate thought leadership? How can you do this, something like this beyond podcasts? beyond panels, like, like be interviewed about what you do. Like, how can you add just layer on top of layer on top of layer of credibility? If you Google Julie Brown, Boston, like, do you know how many Julie Browns there are in Boston? A ton. Do you know who comes up? Me. Yeah. Because I own the Google page. And Julie Brown, let me say, is like a pretty generic name. There's two MTV VJs that were Julie Browns. Like, we all know this. Like, I could easily get lost in the weeds there, but I don't. I own that Google page because number one, I my LinkedIn page comes up because it's always active. My podcast comes up, my YouTube videos come up, articles about me come up, past speaking engagements come up, like layer upon layer of credibility. So if somebody says, Hey, do you know Julie Brown? And then they Google me, I've they already like the trust is built in to that credibility because of how hard I've worked to be a thought leader and expert in networking. Same with yourself, Matt. Yeah, it's so good. So um, another thing I get asked a lot about is intervals, timeframes by which people should be touching base with other people. What's your thought on that? So, you know, my thought on this has changed. Um, when I first started coaching, I was very much into the, let's do it quarterly. Let's every season, Let's have a reason. There's a reason for every season. Yeah, season was, for every, isn't, that, uh, isn't that song or something? There's a song. There's like a 70s song. Um, so that was my thing. Like, you know, don't go let more than like three months, four mm -hmm. months go by. But now, and this is also another thing about being a thought leadership expert, is your opinions can change over yeah. time the more you get to know things and, and, the, and the more years you have in something. So... Now I believe that there are relationships in your network who need more than every interaction every three months. Sure. And then there are relationships in your network that are so solid that you can you could talk every eight months and you could pick up the phone and it was like yeah. you didn't miss a minute. So I think you really, I don't, this is a non-answer. I don't think there's one size fits all to everybody in your network. I so that's, that's the beauty I was waiting for. Yeah. To me, it flexes based on the contact. It's exactly. not, it, there's not a definitive rule. I generally like to say, don't go more than three months. But right. to your point, there are people that I don't touch base with for six months or eight yeah. months or nine months. I try right. not to push it a year, but sometimes contacts slip through the cracks. It, it is the truth. But here, herein lies a really good point is say something slipped through the cracks. It's been 10 months and you were like, holy shit, I haven't spoken to Joe in 10 months. I can't believe it. What you do is you reach out to him with honesty and you say, I cannot believe it's been 10 months since we last talked. I can't believe it. I don't want this. To, like, this can't happen again. I've been thinking about you. This is why. Like, be honest about the fact that it's been 10 months since you talked. Don't go back and like be like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, 
No, be I say, oh my god, it's been too long. There's been so much going on. Let me fill you in on what's happened. What's to up, me. dude? Fill you on in me and with what's happened to you. Okay, so this is like the third time you said this, and I generally don't use this line, but I love it, and I think I'm gonna steal it. So I generally say, um, I'll send. Hey, just check it in. How's business? That's my that's my line. Mm -hmm. But I love your line. I was I thinking think about you today. Yeah. It's, it's so, this is weird. It's more intimate. It's like, yeah. I was thinking about you. You were in my thoughts. and Which is true because you would not have actually contacted them if they didn't pop into your brain to contact them. Exactly. For whatever reason. Yeah. So here's a small task. For, if you're listening on a podcast app or watching on YouTube, here's a small little task for you. Think about the contacts right now in your network that have the first name of Julie. Three, two somebody just popped into your head reach out to them today mm -hmm. and tell them you were thinking about them let's see how that goes then post in the comments here on social media or on youtube how that interaction went mm -hmm. you'd be surprised how i mean i've had clients who i i i say all right send two check-in emails today just check, i don't care who you send them to send to and they're like hey i sent four and one wants to buy something yeah. <laughs> like it's true it's true. And it was never the intent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the timing worked out. That happens more than you know, where I reach out to somebody and they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad you sent an email. I was just, I was just thinking about you. I was going to contact you. I've had a post-it note on my desk for two weeks that says call Julie. Like, yeah. That's good stuff. Um, how have things changed with the pandemic in, in your world regarding, you know, networking and what your clients are dealing with? Honestly, I do. I miss, I miss live events. I miss shake, shaking hands and hugging people and having face-to-face -face conversations, like real face-to-face -face conversation. I miss all of that. But the beauty of the past 18, 19 months, however it's been 10 years, how long has it been? Um, the beauty of it is that I have actually grown my network like geographically grown it where it's so easy now to connect with people in New York. In sure. California. I have clients in Seattle now, which I never would have taken on a client. In, I'm in Boston. I never would have taken on a client in Seattle if I hadn't had a year of doing client meetings with my clients here in Boston over Zoom. Like it's, it, it has actually been wonderful for me in the sense of I had a very broad network prior to mm -hmm. uh, COVID, but now I have a geographically broad network. Yeah. It's interesting because um, I've met so many people during COVID, right? I met them on Zoom. I met you during COVID on yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Um, and I have a very good friend I met on Zoom and then eventually met in person. Mm -hmm. And and we're really good friends now, Jason Cutter. And uh, it's so interesting how that has all evolved. In fact, Jason moved from California to Florida to live down near me in Fort Myers and mm. my other house. And uh, it's just, it's amazing, like, the, the connections you make with people online. And then when you actually get to meet them in person, <laughs> that's even so yeah, listen, I don't, anybody Do you remember those saying... reunions you ever go to? It's no, kind of like that. Think about this. Like anybody who says you can't build relationships online has never seen an episode of Catfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not opinion. <laughs> you know? Like, 
need to end it right there. That's so good. That's so amazing. Julie, how can people reach out to you? How can they connect? How can they network? And where can they buy that awesome book, This Shit Works? So This Shit Works is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You just put it in there and This Shit Works. It'll pop right up. Um, if you want to get in touch with me a couple of different ways, I'm, I am on LinkedIn. However, I don't accept any LinkedIn uh, invitations from people who don't say where they found me. So make sure you tell me where you found me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, you could email me, julie at juliebrownbd.com. Or you could message me on Instagram, juliebrown underscore bd on Instagram. Awesome. Listen, folks, if you're if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app or you're watching on YouTube, you have got to connect with Julie. Uh, she is a hot shit. She'll make you laugh a lot. She have good times and she reaches out to you when you don't reach out to her. She's great at that. And she beat me to it this summer. She followed up with me before I followed up with her. It was so awesome. And I'll never forget. And by the way, being on the podcast, a guest on the podcast was a direct result of her reach out to me because I was like, oh, that's right. You know what, Julie? Oh, by the way, I've got a podcast. You should come yes. on. It's And it worked out great. So I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy that uh, you're a friend of mine and you're involved with NSA as well as I. And uh, it just can't wait to see where this friendship goes. You never know, folks. You never know when you're going to get two powerhouses in the same room conducting a networking session. It might be the knockdown, drag out networking fight of the year. It'd be the UFC of networking. That would be great. We could do it at Foxwoods. <laughs> I did. That would be awesome. All right. Uh, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app on your phone, make sure that you subscribe and rate us. Give us a big old five star rating, especially for this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button and then hit the notification so you get notified every single day we put up a podcast. Until next time, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Feeling all right. High five the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High five the world. Make a difference today. High five the world. What a thing to say. Do you feel what I'm telling you?